Shape by Brown, Shape by Brown, Shape by Brown, Shape by Brown. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to my health and fitness podcast. We're on episode number 24. Today's episode is titled Boxing with Mayweather. Please go to some of my previously recorded podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and more. I'm your host, Sherelle Brown. I've been in the fitness and nutrition game for over 21 years with a degree in exercise science and emphasis in biomechanics and Today, I have an amazing guest for you. Today's guest comes from the best boxing family in history. This guy was an IBO junior lightweight champ in 94. He's now a trainer extraordinaire and much more. Without further ado, I want to welcome Jeff Mayweather. Hey, Jeff, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good, yourself. Good, good, good. Good to have you on the show today. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, yeah. So your nickname is Jazzy. Where'd you get that nickname from? What's that? Jazzy. They call you, that's your nickname? Um, Actually, my school teacher gave me that name. A long, long time ago, because I used to, when I was in grade school, I liked to wear leisure suits. Uh, okay, okay, I can see that. So, you grew up in my hometown of Grand Rapids, Michigan, is that correct? Yeah. Okay, okay. So, tell me about your childhood growing up in the Mayweather family. Um, well, it's pretty, pretty much like anyone else. I mean... Don't get me wrong. Of course, boxing was always a part of, and um, Floyd Senior started it. And once he started it, it, it kind of took effect on not not just my family, but the whole neighborhood. Because what would happen was he would be, we would be boxing, maybe in the front yard, and anyone that was passing. We would invite them as well if they wanted to join in and become a part of it. So I mean, yeah, in that in that aspect is, I guess it's kind of weird, but that's how we all got started. Wow, that's interesting. Interesting. So Floyd Senior, that is your older brother. Is that correct? Correct. And, and so, uh, how many brothers do you have? Uh, well, I have Roger and Floyd, and I also had another brother named Theater that passed. Oh, okay, didn't know that. Didn't know that. So, are you the uh, middle or the baby? No, I'm the youngest. You're the youngest. Okay. So, wow. So, Floyd Senior started the boxing family off, and you were inspired by his style of boxing. Um, yes. I mean, Floyd was kind of like the neighborhood hero. I mean, at that time, he was the only one doing boxing that I even really knew. And he was doing so well, and he had a huge following. So, um, me and Roger followed one by one. Wow, that's amazing. Did you play any other sports in in school? 
Yeah, I played football. I played ba- basketball, ran track. So I, I did pretty much everything. Okay, you did. You ran track. What did you do in track? Uh, I ran 800. I was like, I was more like the points guy. Uh, okay. Anything, anything we needed to get points, I would do it. I even did, um, I even did, what, what is that when you, you, you stick pole on I did that. Oh, wow. Now that's a hard one to do is the pole vote. <laughs> yeah, so I did, I did anything we needed to, to get points. Amen. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So I see that you attended, after high school, you attended my alma mater, Michigan University, and pursued an art degree. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, um, I'm a degree in um, graphic design. Graphic and, design? Um, yeah. And, um, my biggest inspiration was going to college. It wasn't so much for me. It was more for my mother. Uh, and and um, of course, once I got involved, it became for me as well. Sorry if you hear me with a little hitch because I have a, um, a little acid reflux going on right, right now. Oh, not, not a problem. Not a problem. I know the world is... Uh... Just glad to hear your voice and hear your story. So, for your your parents wanted that degree, and then you also decided, yes, education is something I wanted to as well. So, after your education, was that kind of a break between boxing, or did you do both? Um, it's funny because I had quit, I had actually quit boxing because I started really young, and then. By the time I got to college, I I had stopped, and so oh wow the way I the way I re-entered was there were a couple guys that I had got started in, in boxing, and so they were doing really well. So I said, well, I need to make a comeback, and so. I would come back, but my mother didn't know because she never wanted me to box again. <laughs> wow. So it's funny that I kept up. So I came home one time and she, and she saw my boxing gear and stuff and she was washing. She said, I know you ain't boxing again, are you? I said, no. <laughs> the following week, that following week, I came out on the front page of the sport as returning back to the Golden Gloves. So, oh, wow. So, I was busted. <laughs> <laughs> sure was. Couldn't hide from that. No, couldn't. Not at all. Uh, so you picked up your professional career from there um yeah from there um 
I went to the Nationals, and then it's fun. It's funny because I graduate. Then I graduated, and once I graduated, I kind of didn't know what direction I wanted to go. But I was watching boxing, and so I said to my, I said to myself that. If I'm gonna box, I need to do it. I need to make this decision right now. And so, and Roger was always call, calling me, saying, "Are you gonna box? What you what you gonna do? You know?" So yeah. At that time, I kind I kind of made up my mind. I had a job offer. Uh. But what I did is I dressed up every day and went downtown and ate and ate lunch. I never looked for a job at all. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> but of course, my mom didn't want me to box, and but. I had already made up my mind that that's what I'm gonna do, and so I quit. I never came home with, you know, with a with a job. So <laughs> Roger just kept calling, and Roger just kept calling me. So eventually, he sent me a ticket, flew me out to Vegas, and. Uh, Pretty much, I've been here for the last twenty. I think about twenty-six years. Years now, I've been here longer. I've been here in Vegas longer than I have been in in Grand Rapids. Wow! Did not know that. Oh yeah. man! So wow! So so did Roger end up training you then at that time? He started out, he started out training me, but for some reason, I didn't really want to be trained by my my brothers because they had that kind of push, which was great, but at the same time, I'm not that person. I don't like. I know how to push myself. Oh, gotcha. I don't need anyone, don't need anyone barking, barking at me, you know, ridiculing me or anything like that. So at some point, I moved on and got and got me up my own a different trainer. Wow, that makes sense. And you, you react better in that situation. No, yes, definitely. Because... The thing is, is that, you know, I know that my family want the best for me. Yeah. But at the same time, sometimes people don't know how to get the best out of you. And the best way to deal with me is is not to bark, not to yip, not to scream. I mean, just ask me. Ask me. Yeah. 
what you want me to do. I'm going to try my best to deliver it. And that's how, and that's how I work. Wow. So that's a smart technique and, and, and understanding that at a young age, you, you understood that in early in your career, which helps you take off. That, that's amazing. Yes. Wow. So you fought from 88 to 97 and you started on a winning note and you left on a winning note. Well, why'd you retire in 97? Well, the, the one thing about me is, is that I never really cared about boxing at all. I cared more about hanging out and being with my brother Roger than I did about boxing. Oh, wow. Interesting. But the one thing is this, is that I wasn't going to do anything half-ass. Basically, at some point in my career, I, I started to do something that I said I would never do. And that's basically because I had a name, I knew that I can always I could always negotiate for a better deal. And so what I started to, to do was I started to fight guys in their backyard, knowing that chances of me winning would be slim and none. But I started looking at the money angle. But I did it once, and once was more than enough for me. Uh, I see. And so basically because I had, I had to live with myself. And I looked in the mirror, and I said, this is not what I came to boxing for. And so... I went to top rank at that time, which Floyd was um, Floyd had turned pro, and basically I was managing his career. So I asked top rank to put together a card in um, Grand Rapids with me, Roger, and Floyd. But for oh. me, for me, it was my farewell. My farewell fight because I wanted to end my career where it started. Wow. I won that fight and I retired. Wow. Rolled off into the sunset. Started in Grand Rapids and ended in Grand Rapids? Yeah. That, That was important to me. So... I was glad I was able to pull that one off. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. So, out of your career, do you have what was your favorite fight? Um, I don't know. It was a my favorite fight is a guy that um I can't tell you his name, but it was a a very very tough. Tough fight, and um, 
I mean, it's, it's funny because we we all want the easy fight, but the, <laughs> one that, the ones that we remember is the ones where we're forced to dig down deep. And I fought a kid from Mexico, and um, it was a given a give and take fight the whole the whole entire fight. Wow. If I could have went either way. And um I I got a majority decision and uh and I was happy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So that you had to dig real deep on that one then just to make it out. Was that twelve rounds or fifteen rounds? No, no, that was at that time it was just ten. Tim, because I didn't have a title on or anything at the time. Okay, gotcha. Speaking of titles, you had that IBO Junior Lightweight Champ title in 94. How did mm. that make you feel? Well, in all honesty, I was happy because it was a title. But at the same time, I didn't fool myself into thinking that it was a major world title or the type of title that my nephew had or Roger had. But I was happy to be someone's champion. But um, did, did I feel like I was a legitimate world champion? No, I didn't. But, you know, I still was happy that I won. But I didn't fool myself into thinking that it was more than what it is. Wow. I mean, it seems like you just, you you, you never had that that ego that some will have. You recognized your talents, knew where they began and where they ended. That, that That's uncommon. Well, I mean, um. I guess I'm one of those people that I'm always with myself. I don't want things bigger than what they are or smaller than what they are. You know, it's right. just that that's just how I am. I like to, I like to call it like I see it, even if it's me. Yeah. Or even if it's someone else. Man, that's amazing. That's amazing. Now, out of the 47 fights, you had 10 TKOs. Put them to the ground. Was was there a memorable TKO that you enjoyed? Well, one. One in particular was, um, you know how you do something every day. It's so monotonous, especially boxing. Yeah. I'm throwing this game combination. Every day. Every every day. Every day. Finally, one night I threw that exact combination. And I guess it worked. I <laughs> and it was a it was a very nice knockout. And um I finally said to myself, damn. I know why I'm, I'm now. I know know why I'm throwing it every day. <laughs> right, muscle memory. So I, I felt good 
I felt good because of the fact that I kept pushing myself and doing that exact same thing every day to finally get the benefit of what I was doing. So that was a great feeling. Wow, that's perseverance. That, that's awesome. I mean, a lot of you young athletes out there, you listen to, you, you keep practicing your jump shot, keep practicing your combinations, you're going to land what you need to land. And, and Jeff has just broke that down to you. So Jeff, which fight do you feel that you won, but they gave it to the opponent? You remember, recall? Well, I mean, there's a couple, couple fights, but I mean... I'm one of those people that I accept the good, I accept the bad, because the one thing in boxing is this. If you have enough fights, there's going to be fights that you're going to get the decision and you didn't really win. <laughs> right. You didn't have other fights where you did win and you're not going to get that decision. So that happened to me at least three to four times in my career. So I just took everything with a grain of salt. This is part of the game. Sometimes this is, this is what happens. Sometimes Sometimes it goes your way, sometimes it doesn't. But I never was bitter over it. Because, uh-huh. I mean, you know, I mean, when you have people judging you, you have to respect it. I mean, there's nothing I can do. Right. The fate is in their hands. Right. Judge, and uh, you, you dealt with the outcome. Right, definitely. Wow. So after you retire, you became a trainer and entrepreneur. So what was the afterlife after retirement? Well, I mean, it's kind of weird because I started out training one of my best friends. He was a kid that was extreme, extremely talent, talented, and I used to go to his fights all the time. And I would call out combinations for him and things like that. And come to find out that I was the only person in that whole audience that he was listening to. Wow. And so eventually we became really close. I mean, hung out almost every day. And um, so he said, would you train me? And by this time, I'm like, I ain't thinking about tra- training nobody. <laughs> never trained nobody in my life. Right. Well, that wasn't, it wasn't, my plan because at this time Floyd Jr. was here his career was just getting started 
And basically, I was managing his career at the time. So um, I kind of like didn't really want to, but at the same time, it's my friend. Right. So I did what friends do. <laughs> and um, fortunately, I learned that although I never had any real training, you know, I mean, I learned on the job. But that same guy, I, t- I took him to the world title. Wow. He let me know that I must know what I'm doing. Exactly. That's right. I mean, because I wasn't, at that time, it wasn't about me trying to learn from Floyd. He tried to run from Roger. I was just doing my own thing and teaching myself the fundamentals of boxing. And, um, you know, my very first fighter, I did take him to a world title. We didn't win, but that was a a great accomplishment to me. Most definitely. Wow. Took a guy to a world championship fight and don't have the training background as many. And, and, you know, you grew up in a, a boxing family and, and you live, sleep, ate boxing. So, wow, that just shows that, that you picked up the game very quickly on both sides, in the ring and on the other side of the ring. Right. Wow, that's amazing. So, um, after that, did you have any other um, – Champs or people that you were uh, training? Um, I one thing that I can say out of all the all the Mayweather brothers is that I've trained two heavyweight champions of the world. Wow. Two heavyweight champions of the world. That's amazing. All right. And that's those two world champions. It's funny because I trained one. And he won the world title. And I left him and trained another fighter that took the world title from him. <laughs> wow. So you you were on his side, then you trained against him. Uh yeah. I kind of felt like um the great Emmanuel Stewart. <laughs> because that's how Emmanuel used to do it. Used to be in one guy's corner, come back, get in another guy's corner, and then, you know, and then prevail. <laughs> so, um, 
You, you know all the you know all the strengths and weaknesses. Uh, yes, that's true. And um, and basically, so I was extremely happy about that. I made at least eight world champions of my own. Wow, so, that made yeah. And um, I had one of the pound for pound best world champions at one time in the game. Um, Celestino Caballero was six foot, six foot tall, featherweight, 100, 126 pounds. Um, okay. Yes, from Panama. Great fighter. He's he's right up there with Roberto Duran as far as the guys that came from Panama. He's in that same class. Wow, that's legendary. Yeah. Also had a female world champion as well. Female, yeah. Wow. So, um, I mean, my, my career as a trainer isn't so much about um, but everyone, everyone wants accolades and. Awards and things like that, but yeah. for me, I don't necessarily care about that. What I care about is helping someone fulfill their dream of becoming a champion, but being a part of that journey as a team. Well, it's more important to me than anything. Wow, that is amazing. For many people, they want all the the accolades. You wanted to be part of the team to help someone fulfill their dream, their destiny. Man, that is a blessing. You are a blessing to many in the boxing world and will forever be. That that is amazing. Now, you have a nephew that we talked about briefly. Mm-hmm. He did okay in the sport, you know. He, yeah, was only he did all right. 50, he was only 50, you know. Yeah, only, <laughs> but, only one of the most decorated fighters ever in the history of boxing. <laughs> that's but right. He, he's okay. He's okay. He's okay. <laughs> so, as many of you may not know, uh, when we're talking about the Floyds, there, there's a Floyd Mayweather Sr., and we're talking about Floyd Mayweather Jr., the current, the 50 and 0 champ, TBE, TMT. That's who we're talking about. This is his uncle who's helped him in ways to help flourish his career as well. So he has a foot in that. So, at what capacity did you work with Floyd through uh, after your career? Well, I mean, basically, um, 
I was the spearhead who actually brought Floyd to Las Vegas because Floyd was getting ready to sign with someone somewhere else and the his dad was locked up at the at that time. Mm-hmm. So he had no no way of controlling the situation. But I was already here in Vegas. Roger was already here in Vegas. So basically um once the once the Olympics was over, I looked at an article in um Ring magazine at at the time. And um Bob Aram said best fighter on that Olympic team. That's Floyd Man with the Junior. Wow. He, wow. He didn't care about who medal or anything like that. He said the best fighter is Floyd Man with the Junior. And he's special. I mean, don't get me don't get me wrong. We've all heard that. <laughs> yeah. In my family, we've all said it. But when someone else said it and wasn't able to be in that position that position to move him toward greatness and being able to be a part of the reality of it. Yeah. You know, I said, I, I talked to Floyd. I got a chance to talk to Floyd. And I said, come out to Vegas. I came out to Vegas. Um, and so he came, once he came out, he stayed with me for a couple, couple days. And then... I went to top rank office and basically what they did is gave me, gave Floyd, even though it was four years later, it still was a great deal. They gave him this exact same deal they gave Oscar De La Hoya. Oh, wow. And so, and once we got to do once we got the deal in, in place, went out and got Floyd um, a truck, place to live, get off my couch, get, <laughs> you know, things like that. But and um, pretty much from there, it, the rest is pretty much history. You know, wow. where, where you got to start. And um, of course, there was always the animosity with um, De La Hoya because Floyd was one of those one of those guys who, who felt that he didn't need to wait. Okay. Now he didn't want to build his record and have a following under De La Hoya. He wanted to be 
you know, the main event. The main, right. You know, on his first fight. But, <laughs> of course, it didn't, didn't happen that way. But all those things that he wanted to do did end up happening. Even the fight, fighting Oscar Dello or himself. Wow. Favorite saying is vision without action is daydreaming. Action without vision is a nightmare. So it seems like Floyd took vision, had that vision and took action to be where he wanted to be. And he saw the result. And you were able to, to see all of that. that. That's amazing. Right. Wow. So do you think you could beat him in your prime? Nope. You ever had that discussion? No, we we had a we we boxed each other. Beat my ass. <laughs> just, <laughs> just very quick, very quick, good defense. Well, I mean, he was a little too fast for me. And I mean, like I said, I didn't love boxing. He loved boxing. To the and core. It was the one thing is this in any sport, in any job, in anything you decide to do, you have to f- find the passion in it to, to excel to the highest level. If you can't find the passion, you're never going to make it. That is exactly right. Passion drives your profession. That's amazing. And you have that definitely right. And, and you probably teach that to your, your athletes that you train currently. Well, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. The one thing is this, is that I hope to see it in them. But at the same, at the same time, I won't. I already told you, I'm not a barker. I'm right. not going to chew you out or anything. If you chose to do this, just give me your best effort. That's all I can ask for because who am I, a person that never cared about boxing, but was still able to, to excel? So, I can't tell another person something when I know deep in my heart that boxing was never was never my love, was never my passion, was never anything that I really desired. Wow, you know? that's interesting. But I still was able, I still was able to do all right. Yes, most definitely, most definitely, more than all right. <laughs> <laughs> So who, I know you get this question a lot, who do you consider the greatest of all time? The greatest of all time? Um, in, in all honesty, I would have to say Floyd. And I mean, of course, that seems biased, but it's true. We are on the same page, and as well as millions across the world. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, 
Ali's luck for a total different reason. I mean, there's certain pe- certain people in certain sports where they will never be surpassed by anyone. No one's ever surpassed Michael Jordan. Right. You know, there's certain sports where there's never going to be another person that is going to be considered better than Tom Brady. Right. You know, there's just, you know, and, and, and the list goes on in different, different sports. It's always going to be that way. So when you talk boxing, boxing only, I ain't talking about, I ain't talking about Ali standing up for the war. I'm not talking about all the great things he did, you know, in terms of helping bring back the troops. Right. Because that's not boxing. When you base, when you, when you base it just on boxing, no one even comes close. You're right. You're right. And that is a very true statement, which you just mentioned. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. When, when you attach all those accolades to Ali, when it don't involve boxing, by far he's the greatest, the most loved, you know, and probably most decorated as well. But now when you talk about boxing, no. Ali got beat by a guy seven fights. And there's no way you can deny that because it happened. Yeah, it happened. Yes. You know, so Ali may forever st- stand out as the greatest. Yeah. But when you use that greatest, it's not defining boxing. It's defining the most decorated guy probably most love guy that ever embraced the sport of boxing. Wow, so true. Especially if you you look at it from that standpoint, that's so true. Yeah. And I mean, don't get me wrong. And then when you look at Floyd, you're talking about a person who actually made a living of hate. Wow. People wanted to see him beat so bad that they paid for pay-per-view every single time. And it got bigger every single time. 
That's yeah. true. Oh, that did what? Made him the first guy in the history of boxing to ever earn over a billion dollars inside the ring. Wow. Off of a lot of hate. That is amazing. Don't get me wrong. Once, once you start analyzing, you know, the person, the individ- individual, you, you, you're not even, you're not even analyzing his talent. You know, you're analyzing his life be, beyond boxing. Right. Which is the wrong thing to do. Well, I mean, people are that way, though. Yeah, it's sad to see. Instead of them seeing the talent, the offense, the defense, the the changing the game of boxing. Yeah, I mean, believe me, he took boxing to a level where these guys are making a ton of ton of money now. Right. That kind of leads into my next question. Like, what what do you see the current state of boxing? What do you see it as? Oh, don't don't get me wrong. There's a lot great young ta- talent that's gonna carry the sport for the next ten years. And there's other young fighters that's still coming up. But um I think that Floyd basically made it where not even the top guys in boxing are going to see fifteen, twenty million dollar paydays. Right. Something that of course, seemed like it was, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, Mike Tyson did it, but yeah. Mike Tyson did it, he was the face of boxing, and he was the only one seeing that kind of money. But I think the level that for it took boxing to, it's going to be Come the standard, the standard of two good young competitive fighters. Right. Make, you know, fifteen to twenty million dollars. You know, which is great. Good payday for sure. No, definitely. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, what what? would be your best piece of advice for a boxer just starting out? Well, I mean, of course, the first thing I would like like to say is that don't make the decision to be a fighter because you think you're going to get rich because more times than more times than not, if you come into boxing with that attitude, you're going to get hurt long before you get rich. Most definitely. So, I mean, that would be 
one of the best things that I think that I can tell someone because once, you know, it becomes about the money and not about the accomplishment, you already lost the game. Because if you want to be the best, you want to be the greatest, you want to be all those things will fall in place. That's true. And you spoke about something that I'm going to piggyback off of was that passion. So you hear that fire into the game for the money. It has to be a passion and desire that you no, have in your heart. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Because like I said, your passion can be in anything. Mm-hmm. She can be the best shoe shine boy. Passion can be, you know, anything that you, anything that you love doing. Yeah. Come your passion. And as long as you, you find that passion and you're going to excel. You're going to excel once you find a passion in whatever you're doing. Most definitely. You are going to excel once you find that passion. That That is most definitely true. Now, are you having any fighters or any fighters boxing soon that you're working with? And if so, when and where we can plug that information here? Um, well, I have um, Vidal Riley, who's a very good young hot prospect. That's also has that YouTube, that YouTube fame because of his asso- association with KSI. And I know you probably don't even know who KSI is. Do you? Yes, I do. Okay, so you aware of that 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 YouTube fame and um Vidal Riley's this is my cruiserweight, very good fighter. Um, three and out with um two first round knockouts. He's fighting nice. Yes, he's fighting on um Javante Davis card um what the twenty seventh of July. Okay, so July twenty seventh, where's that at? In DC. In Washington, DC. Yeah. Okay. And um myself. Right? As of right now, uh, I will probably be in China. I'm supposed to do a camp in China. So where can we watch your fighter fight that's coming up? 
Um, I think that it, it'll probably be on. It might be on Showtime, or it might be on uh, PBC. I'm not sure. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Well, I'll get that information, get that out to the listeners so they can watch and support Riley and uh, watch a great fight. Yeah, it should be a good. So before we end, I just want to say thank you for coming on, spending your time, giving the world your story, your family's story. I really appreciate you coming on today. Uh, thanks for having me. Oh, anytime, anytime. And how can folks listening reach out to you on social media? Um, I'm on uh, Instagram, Jeff Mayweather, face, Facebook, Jeff Mayweather, um, Twitter. Um, that's pretty much it. Okay, um, great, great, great. Well, I will add those links as well so the audience can follow you get more information follow some of your boxers again everyone Jeff Mayweather one of the great trainers great boxer comes from one of the best boxing families in history next week join me on my podcast I have world champion sprinter Tyree Washington coming on the show until then eat well be well take care Good night. All right.